Okay, folks, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta tajul al-hazna. Ida shi'ta sahla, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik ya rabbil kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu everybody. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, everybody. I'm not sure whether we are still. Um, I turned off the messages. I don't know why. Anyway, let's see, inshallah. Let's see if it works. Right. So, I think it's absolutely hilarious, right, that Shazad Salim is speaking about plants. He has absolutely no idea about plants, which is awesome. Because when Shazad Salim starts speaking about plants, um, although I've got to say that is a really nice Siani tree, whatever, whether it survives or not is a whole different story altogether. Farzana, big salams to you and Farah and the Manchester crew, um, which reminds me from a Al Maghrib point of view, that's so poor, Doc, Shazad, I mean, that's so poor that I'm just going to imagine that you never said that. Everybody, inshallah, next weekend we're going to be hooking up. If I can get back, if I can get back. By the way, I appreciate folks being online. This, of course, was meant to be in Cheeto this week. Um, uh, but, um, man, Turkish Airlines have been having the time of their lives the last couple of years. The amount of flights that they have changed and cancelled and changed and cancelled is crazy. Those folks uh, who have flown Turkish know exactly what we're talking about. And uh, they changed my flight. So that was yesterday. And um, now I can't find another one to get back, which is sick. So there you go. Let's see what happens. We're going to keep trying for the next few days, next week, whatever. Um, all right. Hope you're doing all good, inshallah. Um, and all the folks old and uh, new who are uh, here. All right. Let's... Uh, let's, let's um, Let's quickly do a few announcements because they're stressing me out on my head. You know, I keep getting told you got to say this, got to say that. And then, you know, it's on my head. So let me just get it off my chest. Number one is Dominion on, in Bradford on next Saturday. Uh, bring out your family, bring out your friends. Tell, tell people that you wouldn't normally... Um, tell folks that wouldn't normally come out to an Islamic event. That's the kind of thing for them. Get introduced to the Quran, get a bit more invested in the idea just before Ramadan. Um, enjoy it a little bit, you know, through storytelling. So it's a nice night out, and it's in Bradford, which means that there's munches going down afterwards. It starts from five o'clock until nine. I'd say nine thirty, just in case. I always like that extra half hour, um, and that's next Saturday. It's at the University of Bradford, and the details are on almaghrib.org/dominion. Yeah, uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is tomorrow. Tomorrow is the big launch, um, the biggest of the Qasala, official, right? Before it was like pre and teaser and all the rest of it, blah, blah, but tomorrow it launches, launches, launches. So be on the lookout for that. Everything changes tomorrow. Everything, the game changes tomorrow. Tomorrow you get to witness the start of, for the next few weeks, a, re a releasing of small videos and content and XY. Obviously, if you join the class, then you get the full behavior. So be aware of that. Um, and today's lesson then is just going to be short, sweet, normal. I noticed that when I'm on my own, alhamdulillah, the time situation. Yeah, Mason must be delighted that when I'm doing this by myself. Every time I'm doing it alone, it's going to be like short. It's going to be bang on the hour. And, uh, you know, uh, Mason's like, you know, alhamdulillah. All right, I believe that we are on page 281 in the commentary. I believe, despite Shazad Salim not writing anything, posting anything, although now he's going to say I did it at the bottom. Yes, he did. Right, okay, let's read from what he's written. In fact, I'm not going to lie, that is so poorly written with dashes and God knows what that I'd just rather read from the book. I don't know what he's done there, Shazad Salim. Uh, we're not at the start of the new fossil, and uh, we will, uh, just going back at the bottom. So Mesa has said, That's exactly where we are. 
Shout out to all my peoples, by the way. Just want to give a shout out to Amal and Widad's here and uh, Bilal as always. And may Sarah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make affairs easy, inshallah. May Sarah keep me updated on the whole Aqsa situation. Aqsa, goodness me. Guys, if you've not been to Aqsa and if you've not been to Aqsa in Ramadan, I don't know what yani you're doing. That's what I'm saying. All right? You guys are just missing out. And Muhammad Amir from Bradford, bro, coming down to your, your, your places. But Aisha, I hope you're doing good in the Philippines. I can see things getting busy there again. Zara and Lester, hope you're good. Mabgiza, Shams, salam to you and the family, kids, little one, everyone. And uh, everybody else, man, the twins. And Ijlal all the way out there in Vancouver and Minara from recent days. MashaAllah. So Mesara, you got a call from the embassy, but that doesn't tell me much. Shout out to the six. Maiza, salams to you and the old fella. And uh, all right, let's get jumping in. Woman <laughs> I doubt we get to that part, but yeah, that's enough. And working translation, just straight off the, uh, uh, straight off the bat, then it means, and um, whoever doesn't stand with him, this is obviously referring to the guy who's. By, by the way, can you hear the uh, the the, the uh, uh, thingy magic? Can you hear the AC unit? Be honest, okay. It's cold, right? My tootsies are cold, yani. Okay, my toes. The rest of my oh, you can. I'm alright like that, yeah. You know what I mean? See, Fazani need to be more like thinking, Ras, look at that. So on YouTube, Misbah just said, Salaamu Alaikum. Misbah, why are you over there? Yani, why don't you come onto the portal? I think that's Baji from Scotland, Yani, who's, uh, who's uh, there. She, she just commented on the, on the YouTube thing. That's sick. Anyway, uh, Misbah, you, you should be in with the rest of the gang. Uh, 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 you know, where on the on the thingy? Why oh, you got moved to Dallas? Yes, yeah, sick guy. Waalaikumsalam and Lama in Calgary. Shout out. Right, let's do the English translation. So we're talking about a guy who's praying behind uh, in the line by himself. That's the whole point here. So the line, the first line is full. He's come to the masjid. I mean, we've already been speaking the last few weeks about this first line being full situation, right? Um, and. You see, I'm being disturbed now because I've got live comments coming up on my screen from the YouTube. So there's Widad. I don't know which Widad that was. Okay. Uh, but it just said Widad on the YouTube. She commented. And that's uh, Alba Jess Usman's mum over there. So that's fine. But uh, it's not difficult to get into the portal. That's where all your peoples are. So just giving you that, that point. I'm not going to now get distracted by the YouTube video again. Okay. You're going to comment. You've got to comment in the portal because it's very distracting. comes on the screen. But it was actually very interesting. By the way, this is using mobile data. Just want you to know that I got some extra mobile data out because I couldn't risk the uh, upload. And I'm astonished of the stability of the mobile thing so far. Bismillah, mashaAllah, bismillah, mashaAllah. This is some next level translation. All right, let me just focus on the translation, okay, guys? Yeah, because yani, uh, uh, Harith, when Harith speaks the truth, we got to call him Harith. And when he's messing about yeah, and irritating us, then of course he's then Haris. How did he do that? <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god i can't whenever i see that harris name i cannot get Anthony hopkins out of my head tobas taghfar tobas taghfar tobas taghfar all right, so we're talking about a guy who's standing behind. So if there's someone who doesn't stand next to him other than a non-Muslim or a woman or someone uh, 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 who is in a state of ritual impurity, i.e. doesn't have wudu and one of them knows about it, okay? And one of them knows about it. Or a child, prepubescent child, in an obligatory prayer, 
then this person is to be considered as if he's standing alone. Fafadhun. Then he's to be seen as an individual, as a fadh. Yeah? And whoever sees a gap should enter into it. This is now referring to the first line. That's the text. That's the... No, we haven't had the translation written yet. Okay, that's why I'm just doing these kind of uh, written ones. Um... Uh, 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 on, uh, on the fly So let me just now So that's the translation Now let me, let me explain that translation And then we go through the, the, the fiqh and the, the issues So the way that this is written Is not the clearest Okay But when you read it all together Then it becomes easier to understand Simply put We're talking about that guy praying alone by himself Or girl praying by herself yani Theoretically in her section Alright And what's happened Is that the uh, we're going to go on the assumption that there is a little bit of space in that front line. Just we're going to go on that assumption now because it gets complicated if we assume that it's full. So let's assume that the guy intentionally stands by himself in the line, second line alone. Well, he might say to himself, I'm okay because I've got another person with me. Well, in fiqh, that other person has got to qualify legally as a person. And in this specific issue of fiqh, a woman wouldn't qualify as a person. A prepubescent child wouldn't qualify as a person if this prayer was obligatory. That's what the caveat is mentioned. A kafir wouldn't uh, qualify as a person. And a person who doesn't have wudu wouldn't qualify as a person. Therefore, even though this guy is standing alone by himself, all right, um, he decided to do that, not thinking he's by himself. He's thinking he's okay because he's got a second person with him. And what he's making the mistake of is that he's choosing a person that isn't actually a person. As we say many times in this class and everywhere else, His presence is like his absence. He's there, but he's not there, right? And I've spoken about this in Protect His House when it comes to children and the fiqh of children. And this comes obviously... Uh, back to a point that we're going to be covering, inshallah, in this particular lesson as well. So I hope that that makes, I hope that that makes sense. All right. This is all about whether a person can be considered to be legally a second in a line of two people. And if there was two normal guys, then there wouldn't be a problem here. Yeah, the person has maybe done something wrong and sinful for not completing the first line. But if there's two or more people in the line behind, then they're okay, right? They're not going against the hadith and the prohibition. That's the point here, all right? Um, and what this uh, section is clarifying is that well, if a person stands behind with a person that doesn't count as a person, then that person is to be considered as a singular and then they're in trouble anyway. Now, straight off the bat, I'm going to remind you that what our position, our class position is more nuanced we're saying that if the line is full at the front, if the line and there is no space, then you're not meant to go to the join the imam by his right hand side because that'd be chaos. But you you stand by the line, uh, you stand in the second line by yourself, and that's it, and you're okay. Your prayer is valid, and it's not uh, invalid, as has been claimed uh, by some of the hanbalis and as is the position of Imam al-Hajjawi, right? We say no. If the line is full, then you are okay. It's when the line isn't full. It's when the line has got space and you're praying by yourself alone. That's a serious, serious problem. And we've got to then, we've got to deal with that. So um, now, so we're now we're talking about when a person is validly there. Now, a kafir is obvious. A, a, a kafir is a, uh, you know, a human being. And it might be a person who... Um, uh, you might say, why on earth would a Muslim stand next to a kafir? But so the, you can make any kind of example up. It could be a, a, a person who apostates. It could be a person who's hiding his iman, it could, uh, hiding his uh, kufr. It could be a person that's playing games. The point is, I don't know, right? And uh, I'm standing next to this guy and I'm thinking, right, there's two of us and we're okay. Well, according to the author, if that person's a kafir, then it's game over. Okay, it's game over. That person is basically praying by himself. Why? Because the kafir, the prayer is not accepted from him. He can't pray whatever happens. Therefore, he's not standing to pray. He's just basically standing there. And someone standing there does not mean that he's part of the saf. Now, this uh, musafa, as it's called, 
The concept of lining up is a detailed point. It has rules and adab and etiquette, not just in how straight it is, not just in, um, uh, not just in terms of um, uh, gaps and straightness and whether it's toes first or feet first or X and Y. Of course, the fiqh salah class will show really good videos and examples, real life and then studio sessions where we go through all of this. Um, the, the line itself also has uh, an idea of the people who can be considered to be in a line. So just because someone is standing there doesn't mean they're in a line. It's like, for example, you know the situation when uh, a person comes right to the front and starts to pray their sunnah when there's only 30 seconds left for the iqamah. This is very irritating. Some people delay, but you shouldn't be delaying. A person can't be doing this kind of stuff to delay the prayer. Yeah? Um, or to disturb the prayer. And what was worse is that this person often is taking more of a space in the line than they would if they are standing as part of the congregation. They probably take one and a half spaces when you're praying by yourself. That's an important point. Or they're standing in such a position where they're actually taking two spaces. They're, they're, people who've been there seen that they know exactly what I mean. And then when they finish eventually, then everyone has to move. So, Yani, what I mean is that there are systems in place that just because a person's in place, it doesn't mean the line is complete. That's why the Prophet said, Man wasala, man, man wasala saf, wasala Whoever completes and connects together uh, a saf, meaning like it's broken parts, but then they get into a gap and connect it and make it strong and unified, then Allah will connect Himself with Him, meaning Allah will will remove gaps between him and that and uh, between him subhanahu wa ta'ala and that person. That's of course referring to a spiritual gap, right? Allah will get closer to him or allow that person to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So um, so you, you get my point, Yani it's a real big thing to fill up gaps and to, you know and so therefore um, there are people that stand around, hang around, chilling, not praying for example. What about people who are not praying? I mean I get the feeling that women suffer a lot more than this than men, right? I mean, in Taraweeh, it happens a lot, doesn't it, right? In Taraweeh, you've got someone who's basically said, look, I've had enough, right? I, I, I just can't, um, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't, uh, I'm tired, and they just sit there. And then, uh, but far worse than those folks are those that know that it's a sunnah kind of prayer, know that it's not so important, Know also that there's no threat of them missing the first rakah because there's like a good five minutes of recitation guaranteed wherever you're praying, right? So what do they do? They open up their drinks, they drink, and they they uh, get out their phone, check out their phone. Imams already said Allahu Akbar, and we're into Fatiha, and we're into the recital. They're taking their own sweet merry time, responding to a few messages, then they turn the phone over, stand up, and then whatever, whatnot. This is that's some disgraceful. It, everyone is being disturbed by that person. Everyone, all right. I'm not saying that you uh, 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 can't do things in between the the prayer because that's actually the sunnah to do that, right? The sunnah meaning is to take that raha. That that's why it's called the 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 tarawiha. Therefore, tarawih, the actual name of the prayer indicates that you take a break in between the units. But if the masjid isn't and the imam isn't and the congregation standing then what the hell are you doing? Just get up and get out of the line and go to the back. yeah. Or stand up as if you are lining up and then do your kind of little thing, drink this, that, whatever, but keep the line solid at least. So um, so the first point is if a kafir is standing uh, uh, next to you, um, uh, and why is he like not there, even though he's there? Because his prayer is invalid. And therefore, his position in a line is in valid and of course the precondition to this is that you know that he's a kafir what about if you don't know he goes that if Sheikh Uthameen goes well the problem here with the statement of Imam Hijawi is that he doesn't add any caveat now obviously this is a very brief text yeah we're not it's not a commentary Zad al-Mustaqni is not a commentary it's just very basic text for young kind of you know second level third level kind of uh, students of Hanbali Fiqh, it's very basic, right? So you don't blame him there. But anyway, Sheikh Uthameen says, what it seems apparent from what he said is that actually the prayer is invalid for you to stand alone by yourself 
uh, in this line because the guy who's standing with you is actually not standing with you because he's a kafir. Regardless of whether you know he's a kafir or not. And Shaykh Uthameen says, well, how can we hold a person accountable if he doesn't know he's a kafir? Yeah, I've got a guy next to me. I don't know whether he's a kafir or he's in deq or he's a hypocrite or he's X or Y or Z. I don't know that. And of course, I'm going to assume he's a Muslim. And so Shaykh Uthameen correctly says, and that's the class position, that no, um, that, that if you, as long as you don't know, then your prayer is valid. You went on the assumption, Yani, that it's okay. So the prayer is valid for that person. But as if you do know that he's kafir, yeah? And if you do know that he is a kafir, then the prayer is not uh, uh, valid. And that's the position of the Hanbali school as well. Because that person is uh, 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 this is of course if the prayer is um, this of course is if the prayer line in front is um, uh, broken, meaning that there's gaps. Whereas, as Sheikh Uthameen says, وَعَلَى الْقَوْلِ الَّذِي رَجَّحْنَا نَقُولْ أَنَّهُ إِنَّهُ إِذَا كَانَ صَفْتْ هَامًا فَصَلَاتُهُ صَحِيحًا That if the prayer line is actually full, the prayer line in front is actually full, then regardless of whether he is there with me or not, whether I know he's a kafir or not, whether he's Muslim or not, but me praying by myself, my prayer is okay and it is uh, um, uh, uh, my prayer is valid I'm, even though I'm by, I'm by myself and Sheikh says but if the, if the line itself is got space and you decide to stand behind and you knew this guy was a kafir then you have intentionally chosen to stand by yourself legally even though there's a person next to you you knew he's kafir you know that he doesn't pray you know that he can't be used in the concept of a line or as a second or as a third he doesn't have any value and therefore out. And then you, your prayer is invalid. I hope that that makes sense, folks. Yeah? Um, okay? Or a lady. And that's because a man and a woman can't stand in a line together. So that doesn't constitute a line. A woman standing next to a man doesn't make her the second in a line that is a valid line. Very simple again. Okay? Um, لِأَنَّ الْمَرْأَةَ لَيْسَتْ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْمُصَافَّةِ لِلْرِّجَالِ Because a woman is not from the people of the line for men. Alright? The people of the line are kids that are above puberty and men. That's it. Muslim men. That's it. Okay? Then Sheikh puts a scenario which of course those of us who have been on Hajj and inshallah will get an opportunity again this year as well. Inshallah, I got news update by the way that there are good signs, good positive developments um, especially, uh, uh, I may say, for our program. And by that, I mean that the company, Saudi company that was uh, putting their bids forward to be the service provider, blah, 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 in this new system, got theirs accepted by the uh, wider body, whatever. So all the stages are you know, moving along bit by bit. And that's a big, big thing because there were 10 companies that were applying for it. And um, uh, uh, so, you know, things are looking positive, inshallah. Looking positive. Just I just throw that uh, in there. Um, so, Sheikh says, what about this scenario? What if a woman stands with two men? So, we've got two men and one woman in the same line. Is their prayer correct? And is her prayer valid as well? Sheikh says, yes, their prayer is valid. Naam, as-salatu sahiha. Wala siyama ma'ad-darura kama yahdithu thalika fi ayyama muasim al-hajj fi al-masjid al-haram wa al-masjid al-nabawi. So Sheikh Uthameen says that this is a valid prayer. It's not a great prayer. There could be some haram which is going on. There would be some, uh, there's no doubt that there's some disturbance, etc., etc., etc. But the, va- the prayer is valid, number one. And that's in a normal scenario, right? As if there is a necessity for it, if there is a need because there's no space or someone is trapped or there's some kind of issue, then, uh, then in particular in this case, it is something which is a valid uh, prayer. And I think this is very useful. I really do. And I hope that folks, yeah, any, um, 
I hope that folks uh, kind of like appreciate this point because many of us go to Umrah and to Hajj and uh, you know you would often see that scenario it, not in Masjid Nabawi because Masjid Nabawi the women are separate yeah but in the Haram you'll find like groups of men you've got this miskin yani Baji auntie who's basically there and uh, you know she's like next to her husband who's jahil himself she's jahil as well jahila and uh, you know they both are just you know bloody minded and they're not moving and there's this massive booing hissing campaign going on which is the right kind of attitude before the salah because that shouldn't be allowed to occur because it's not permissible for people to be in that kind of uh, uh, situation in a prayer line uh, but then then the prayer line the prayer is about to start and people are kind of you know um, yani what I'm saying there's a point of no return there's also a point of diminishing uh, returns yani meaning that now trying to get a result done is going to lead to a far greater harm where everybody has to get out of the way because a woman can't be climbing over people as she makes her way out of 10-15 lines. So let her stay there. Let her stay there. And uh, it is what it is. You guys should have dealt with it before the prayer started or the iqama started or just two, three minutes before the iqama where it's now just too late now to try and get out. And she's going to cause the right kind of commotion getting out of that scenario. And of course the same as for a man in a women's area. But much more so the other way around because a man can cause a lot more fitness and that's not a woman she's just normally skin trapped bajari yeah so I'm, a, I'm absolutely advocating that you gotta tell her listen please you know and explain and nice and all the rest of it uh before the salah but you'll often find they won't move and they don't care and they're mostly kind of folks who just couldn't care less and they just you know they just buckle up kind of buckle down and double down is the word yeah um try your best and if not the prayer is valid Right, and Sheikh Uthameen actually he 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 makes a point, an interesting point, and says that um, as for those folks who will get yani uh, who are very sensitive to that, maybe because you know uh, women will differ, of course, some will be wearing perfume, which is not permissible, and a person you know in the prayer won't be able to concentrate, or they're too close to the woman, they can't control themselves, and I don't mean like when I say can't control themselves, I don't think that there's some kind of massive sexual assault that's about to occur. But it's about disturbance of the prayer, the focus on the salah, which many people won't be able to do. Bro, uh, 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 people can't concentrate with a kid making a bit, a bit of a sound or someone smelling or someone who is whispering too loudly or whatever. What about a woman, Yanni, who's bang right there, you know, in front of you or next to you? Of course, it's a disturbance. And to protect the focus and the khushur in the salah is the absolute priority. When the Nabi them told us about tumatnina in the prayer, that relaxation state of calm in the prayer, it's not just a physical state, right? Right? If it wasn't, the Prophet them when he says, make ruku hatta in, and then go into ruku and don't go like that, right? Don't go Allahu Akbar, Subhanahu Rabbi Al Go Allahu Akbar, Subhanahu Rabbi Al Subhanahu Rabbi Al Subhanahu Rabbi Al Allahumma rabbana wa lakal hamd. Yani, then they, he goes, qa'iman thumma hatta tatama'in. The Prophet ﷺ, when he was teaching the person who did not know how to pray and showing him how to pray, told him that, stay in that position until you reach tumatnina, this calm state. Then stand back up until you reach a calm state. Then go into a sajda, calm state. Each time repeating the same statement, until you have tumatnina, until you have tumatnina. And that's a, a, a mental state as well, so that you're not thinking about things. That's why it's legislated in the salah to, yani, dry spit. I was blamed to my yeah, when ideas come to you and whisperings and all that kind of bakwas. Yeah. So, so for a female to be in that situation, of course, it's going to disturb. But it shouldn't be to the level where you are losing your mind. Just create a little gap. And that's what Sheikh Uthameen says. A person should yani, move away and create as much of a little kind of gap according to their own level of disturbance of the prayer. And if it's not possible, then and they end up, end up praying like that, then the prayer is bad. And I think that is a... That goes against a lot of what people believe, you know, that it's a complete rejection and destroyed everything and all the rest of it. And in fact, Sheikh Subhanallah, he uh, um, even says, right? And if there's a woman that's in front of a man, which is even worse, okay, right? So, for example, there is a sof of men, behind a row of women. Okay, so a whole row of women and the prayer line of the men ends up behind them. The uh, Sheikh Uthameen says that the prayer is valid. 
صف تام من نساء لا يمنع اقتداء من خلفهن من الرجال that a complete line of women does not prohibit the uh, the of the uh, uh, does not prevent the validity of a line of men praying behind them and I just think that that should just calm the rhetoric down if you are finding yourself as you will in a situation where people are getting a bit you know a bit garam and tense yani, when they find a woman bachari in the middle of a, a gang in Hajj Wallahu a'lam um, I was trapped once during Friday Jama'a once in a sea of men because they're adamant there's no space for women on Fridays this was in Singapore Masjid about five levels and didn't let me pray anywhere I stayed on my platform until everyone left. We wouldn't expect anything less, Marzita. Lama says, what I find distracting is when some people are going into the last tashahud and have to make it known that they're spreading their legs everywhere. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. If the women are on a different floor to the men, can the women be in front of the imam? No, right? Unless there's an absolute necessity as we spoke about two, three weeks ago. But in a normative scenario, no. But if there's no space at all, then for the need, it might be possible. And is it better for them to be behind the men even if they're on different floors, no, right? So if, uh, as long as you're not behind the imam, like the new Chilo Masjid, which it should, inshallah, um, uh, open, uh, I think, Ramadan or end of Ramadan, the women will be right above the men. We've designed it like that, and I asked them to put a cutout into the floor so that they can see the imam as well. Um, you know, this masjid has turned into a five million pound women's delight. And the men have just got stuffed big time. All right. I think that the men's prayer area, I think, might be smaller than what we've got right now, which is absolutely hilarious. But at least the girls are going to have their own space to pray. Um, and they're right above the, the men, like right above the men, but behind the, the, uh, behind the, uh, uh, the imam. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's OK. Let's have a look here. If, the, if, if one is standing by themselves instead of in a soft in a congregational prayer, the salah is invalid. This is because, uh, and I add, that's because they are not standing in the line like they should do. Okay? It will have to be repeated. And not just that their salah didn't have the reward of congregational prayer. That's correct. And the reason for that is because of your intention. Right? Your intention in an obligatory prayer is what you're putting forward. And so if you intended to be praying a jama'ah, right? then you're not praying a jama'ah, then you're not, it doesn't get downgraded to praying alone, right? Is the, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the basic argument here, unless you separate from the prayer. Do you understand what I mean? Now, uh, 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 so I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. If a person is praying in congregational prayer, it is allowed for them to go and change their intention to pray and downgrade to individual uh, prayer, but then you have to pray individual prayer. But you can't have the best of both worlds, where you pray with the imam, but you're praying as an individual. Does that make sense? Yeah? So, yeah, I hope, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that that makes sense, what, I'm, uh, what I just said. Um, is there a difference of opinion? It seems so severe. So many women pray in congregation without any respect for where their self is. Does that mean we would tell them to pray again? No, no, of course, Rafael, this is not... This is referring to people who know the ruling. Anyone who doesn't know, you know, the ruling on anything, let alone the soft of the prayer or whatever, is, is likewise... Um, uh, uh, Sabir, by the way, I just want you to know that uh, you will at some point... Um, actually, whoever S. Hussein just was, that just commented on YouTube, you are about half an hour behind the class. You've got to press the red button and then you're live. That's crazy, by the way. There are people who are watching any the old version of the... I don't know, I forget that. Right, so uh, uh, the difference of opinion is not on the issue, uh, Rafi'ah. The difference of opinion doesn't need to be there. Anyone who does that and not knowing, they are forgiven because of ignorance, right? The excuse of ignorance. However, if you do know and you're doing that, then of course there's a problem because you are praying with the imam, not praying by yourself, not reciting a lot of things, etc., 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 okay? And um, uh, 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 you're neither here nor there. So you've got to be praying by yourself uh, or praying with the imam. If the first line is not complete and one person is not at the second line, if I understood correctly, their prayer is not valid or compromised, so I assume you should not join them 
and fill the gaps in the first line. No, Mustafa. We're going to come to that actually. All right, we're going to come to that. But just to uh, just to kind of fill in that uh, point. Hope little one's good, by the way, Mustafa. Um, the the um, the idea here is that if that person is alone, then you should stand with them to basically remove the sin from that person and yourself. If that person has got someone there with them, like another person joins them, then you should go and uh, fill in the gap in the first line and take that which is better. I hope that makes sense, okay? آمن أمي الله سبحانه وتعالى جيب شفاة يوفاضر أسأل الله العظيم رب العرش العظيم يشفيه شفاء تام لا يغادر سقما. If you cannot do tayammum, someone can't help him make tayammum, someone can't help him make wudu, then he prays as he is with just eye movement. That's that's something which is permissible. Inshallah. Okay. If you cut your intention mid salah to pray alone, not in jama'ah, do you need to start from beginning? No, you carry on from there. Okay, you carry on from there. If you are the only woman praying behind the imam, is it a problem? Did we not cover that? Did we not cover that? If you are a single woman praying alone, and uh, you know we said that that's not ideal, right? I told you that, um, uh, you know, that's not ideal. All right, let's move on. Oman alimahadathu, oman alimahadathu ahaduhuma. Or if one of the people in two people standing in the line and one of them knows that the other one has is in a state of hadith meaning a state of ritual impurity so for example for example okay uh, two men walk, walk into the masjid and they find that the first row is completely full and so both of them stand together in the second line and one of them knows um, that he himself is in a state of ritual impurity and the other guy has got wudu. And he doesn't know that his mate doesn't. So according to this particular situation, according to the, the uh, author, both people's prayer is invalid. The guy who's making the prayer without wudu, that's obvious and he's hardcore sinful as well. But also the other guy. Because he knows... That my mate doesn't have wudu, therefore he can't pray, therefore his standing next to me is like him not even being there, therefore I'm actually by myself. That's what the author is suggesting. Now obviously that's on the assumption A of the madhab and you know the whole point. Now obviously we've got a problem with this from two angles. Our first problem is that the front line is full. And we said that in our position, if the front line is full, then that person yeah, and he can pray by himself anyway. But let's just assume that the front line is not full, all right? just to get out of that clause. Well, if I know that the guy next to me doesn't have the wudu, then we agree with that. That prayer is not valid, then you standing there by yourself, because you're standing by yourself. But what if you don't know? Because people don't, yeah, and you say, right? And if you don't know, then your prayer is valid. And that's our class position. Because yani, how can you be held accountable for something you don't know? Right? It's like the kafir situation. Tiga? Alright? Uh, and that's what Sheikh Uthameen uh, says. But if he does know, then he is an individual. Okay? Because this person who knows that his mate has got no wudu, he's actually choosing to pray with a person that he knows hasn't got a valid prayer. And he deserves to be slapped, so of course his prayer is not valid, right? Now in another scenario is that if two of them are praying and both of them don't know about the situation, that he is in a state of hadith, right? So he doesn't because he's pure, and the guy who isn't doesn't know either. So both of them don't know until afterwards. فَصَلَاتُ الْوَاقِفِ مَعَ الْمُحْدَثِ صَحِيحًا And so then the, the guy who was pure, his prayer is valid. Okay, because he didn't know that the other one isn't. As for the other guy, right, as for the other guy, then um, he has to uh, pray again because he's realized that he did it without wudu and he should pray again. Of course, we mentioned the, different, the difference of opinion and discussion uh, on that. فَإِنْ قَالَ قَائِلْ كَيْفَ لَا يَعْلَمْ 
Um, how is it possible that a person won't know? Well, it's possible that a person eats yani, some camel meat, according to the Hanbali uh, school, all right, and doesn't know that it's camel meat, and he prays. And the other guy, his mate, doesn't know any the better, so he prays as well. Then afterwards, someone says, says to him, by the way, did you have, you know, uh, thingy-majigs? God, I forgot what it was called. Babel, Babel. Babel's a restaurant that sells the camel burgers. He goes, shut up, was that camel? He goes, yeah, bro, it wasn't lamb. He goes, oh, ras. So now he realized that his wudu was broken. According to the Hanbali school, of course, we don't accept that. Yeah, and we think that's abrogated. Uh, but anyway, so now that's an example of how a person might not have known that his wudu is broken until afterwards. Okay? Um, so his prayer is not valid. Whereas his mate, his prayer is valid because he didn't know any different. So therefore, this particular situation, oh, mashallah. Welcome, welcome, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. How, how wonderful it is to uh, see our Sara back. Uh, we have uh, thingy. Also, Hajjawi uh, did not mention someone having carrying excusable nudges, rather, he only mentioned about the state of uh, Hadith. Uh, did not mention someone having carrying inexcusable najis. Rather, he, that's right. I mean, in fairness, I mean to Imam Hajawi, and you know, and I gotta say that a lot of the time that you see Sheikh Uthameen or any commentator, frankly, speak about you know, if we go on the, op- the obvious meaning of what the author is saying, then this would mean this, this would mean that. And a lot of the time, you, you do think to yourself, a lot of time is wasted in going through these kind of. Uh, uh, theoretical kind of situations Obviously he's not going to mention everything Otherwise he'd be writing the commentary himself, right? It would be the text only So, uh, yeah, you know, I think that's um, You know, I think it is important to to remember that Well said um, Where are we? Where are we? Uh, so the various uh, scenarios then can be summarized as follows In this kind of situation where the person has got no wudu For example, both of them uh, know that the, the other guy has got no wudu Then both of their prayers is invalidated Okay. Obviously the one who has got no wudu That's obvious why his prayer is invalidated Haram for him to pray As for the other guy He's choosing to pray with a person who's not part of the prayer line and therefore he's praying by himself in a line that he's not allowed to. Therefore, both of their prayers are, he's therefore he's an individual praying by himself. Therefore, in a line where he shouldn't be, their prayers are invalidated. The second scenario, Both of them have no idea about the hadith. Then um, the mate who's pure his prayer is valid, and the one who has broken his wudu and realizes afterwards, like the example I gave, his prayer is invalid and needs to pray again. The third scenario, So the pure guy, the wudu guy, knows about the um, uh, uh, so the, 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 the guy who's got wudu knows about the, his mate that he doesn't have wudu and his mate also doesn't know no no I'm sorry the guy's got wudu he knows that his mate broke his wudu but he himself the mate didn't realize the classic example is that he passed wind I heard him pass wind and know it definitely was him know he's definitely broken his wudu whereas my guy you know it was in his own world didn't realize didn't realize so, uh, the one who broke his wudu, that scenario is obvious, so his prayer is invalid. And me, because afterwards he's going to be told, listen, you definitely broke your wudu, and here's the facts. And as for me, my prayer is also invalid. Why? Because I chose to carry on or be in a prayer with a person who shouldn't be there because their prayer is invalid, because they broke their wudu, because I heard it and I still stood with him in this second line all by myself. And then the uh, fourth scenario is um, that the person who has broken his wudu knows about it, okay? And the one 
who is his mate, who has wudu, who doesn't know, and therefore doesn't know anything, this person, according to Imam al-Hajawi, his prayer is invalid as well. That's actually what the text says, right? That's what our text is about. And our class position is no, his prayer is valid because he's not meant to know about his mate having wudu or not having wudu. So there is four, those are the four uh, scenarios. And the final scenario, the final scenario, let's actually just catch up on questions. Uh, let's have a look here. Uh, da, 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 da. Why would you change intention from praying Jama'at to praying by yourself? We covered that a couple of weeks ago, bro. You know, we said someone messing around, making the prayer super long, all the rest of it. You know, enough of him, mate. I'm out of it. By the way, by the way, by the way, this close I was to doing that last week. This close. This close. Did I not tell you this last week? Guys, did I not speak about the guy who's leading the Salah? Who's the only basically eating the microphone? Oh my God. It hurt my ears so much that I, I, I was in pain. I was like holding my ears like this. And you know, oh my, it was torture. And he's reciting like slow, really painfully slow. And I gave him a chance and I went up to him and I told guys, they're not speak about this. Oh, Nur Basair, okay, okay. Oh, subhanAllah, sorry. I said I get my classes mixed up, yeah? And, um, oh my God, this close. Anyway, I, I, I gave him his chance and he's messing around. And I gave the khatib last week his chance as well. He really peed me off last week, the khatib. Yeah, and two things. First of all, he's one of these people who acts, you know, Egyptian acting. Raises his voice and slows it down and makes it fake. Then he speaks normal. Yeah, and then, what are you doing? It's like it's a, like, theater, right? And then he go, and then he, and he ends up his, he ends his paragraphs in, and what if I tell you that Aisha did this wahidillah? Oh my God, like I'm going to get up and smack myself on the head. Yani wahidillah is as irritating as Salah Nabi. Salah Nabi. You know these people, these dumb people, yani who go around and force people to send salams upon the Prophet Send salams upon the Prophet. Send salams upon the Prophet. Wahidillah is say la ilaha illallah. Say la ilaha You idiot, shut up. And then subhanAllah, he made the dua. Man, you know what it is? These people are irritating me now. I think I've reached my natural end. He made dua for the people of Egypt and this and that for maybe about, I don't know how long. So many. Well, Ayani, this was just after the earthquake. If he even mentioned a kalima of Surya or, or Turkiya or, or even just speak about the people going through al-ibtila, there's something. Anyway, he's, he's bunned me. So, that's, so I've been going to a mosque further away and uh, walking there and that's okay. And by the way, this masjid, I'm going to find the link and I'm going to send it to the telegram group, okay? Bro, this masjid is 800 years old. It's a legit Athari masjid, right? Uh, yeah, Athari meaning historical architecture, this, that, whatever, whatnot. I mean, it is so disused. It is so dirty inside. It is so uh, uh, badly looked after. And uh, no imam there. So you've got all these old Egyptians that are just you know, mumbling through. But I take it. It's an honest day's work. I take it. You know, I don't mind praying behind the Buddha and Minara's like, I don't even know what telegram group you guys. You know, Minara, you're a legend, bro. You're a legend. By the way, thank you, Minara, for... I told how many times that Shazad and uh, May said that every lesson you've got to post about the telegram group that never, ever assume that uh, anybody knows. Well, there you go. Well done, Minara, for putting them in check. Those two Biani people, honestly, dosses. They don't do anything. Don't do anything. Um, SubhanAllah, Sarah, can you imagine that we haven't mentioned um, we haven't mentioned uh, dissing Egyptians for a minute, for as long as you've been away, and in your honour, yani they deserve to be absolutely battered. I'll tell you straight. Anyway, um, 
So, oh, sorry, so my point was boycotting, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I was saying about leaving a prayer. This is how you leave a prayer in this kind of situation. Absolutely. Uh, he was destroying my head. Um, what am I doing? What would be the situation if the person is learning? Oh, oh, we lost it there for a second, but we are back. What would be the what would be the situation if the person is learning about Islam? Are we definitely back? Yes, we are definitely back. What would be the person if the situation is? What would be the situation if the person is? Oh. I think we're back, guys. I think we're back. I haven't said anything. Don't be worried. Yeah, we're back, yeah. So, da-da-da-da. Uh, what was I saying? What would be the situation if the person is learning about Islam who hasn't taken shahada yet but wants to learn how to pray? This is a very good question. So, they can stand, but it shouldn't be them by themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah? So, this is like a pillar. In a masjid. So, yeah, and what I mean is that that person should stand next to the one they're learning from, their buddy, but they've got to make sure that there are other people in the line as well, you know, to the other side or whatever. And then this whole issue doesn't come up. Remember, Amal, don't take your eyes off the ball here. This is all only referring to a scenario where a guy is praying by himself plus that person. But if there are other people in that line, then none of this applies anymore because now we have enough people to be able to establish more than one person and then the hadith doesn't come into play about prohibiting a person that prays alone in a line by themselves without reason. Let's not forget what we're talking about. Sometimes we can get so into an issue that we yani, forget, you know, uh, 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 thingy. This is what happens, you see? You see that? You see these people? Mesa and Shazad, they believe yani, that the, uh, the sun and the moon eclipses yani, for their life. This is the difference between the Sunnah of the Prophet and these Baghairats, yeah? Like you think that anything happened because of you, bunch of Pakis. What, how did it come back then? Because I praised you. Let me tell you, you two bunch of useless Pakis, all right? Let's see what happens now with the internet. Come on. Huh? Come on. If this internet goes, I'll <laughs> Imagine that it goes now. We will never ever live this down for the rest of our lives. All right, let's get this. Uh, 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 let's get this section done, man. We're doing too many pages today. I, mean, I get, I get yani, nervous when I do so much work. Right. Right. Or a child. So. So if a person is praying like a fard prayer, like a maghrib or like a dhuhr, and he's behind himself in the in the behind a prayer in the prayer line by himself, and he can't find anyone to stand with him except a child, then in this scenario also the prayer is invalid, because he made the intention to pray in the jama'ah and he's not only doing that the right way because he chose to stand in the line by himself and he chose as a second person a child and a child can't be a person, their presence is like the absence. And the word child here is referring to a pre-pubescent, under seven, basically. And that's the position of the madhab. That's the position of the uh, madhab. And obviously, when they say fard, that means that they're saying it's okay in a nafal prayer. In a nafal prayer, they don't mind you standing next to a child, and they think that that's okay. All right. And the reason that they think that's okay is because, of course, we have the hadith of Anas that, 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 that the Prophet ﷺ did pray um, a... a Doha prayer in the house uh, with Anas and the uh, there and the lady and the orphan and Anas was a big boy then but the yatim the orphan was a child and therefore they can't go against the text and so they said they say ah oh, it can only work in the nafal prayer which is a pretty kind of humbly approach because the hadith is there and this of course is the accusation against the Hanabila right that they're hardcore in the issue of a hadith and applying but they're a bit weaker in fiqh that's the claim obviously uh, that's way off the mark but you can sometimes see that they're a bit literal sometimes sometimes and uh, i think sheikh Uthameen hits this the, the, the nail on the head here uh, because he's rejecting this outright and our class position of course is the same we also reject this so we say not only is it okay in the nafil prayers in ramadan in this and that to stand alone with a child and a child is a valid yani player in the line 
but in an obligatory prayer as well. In the obligatory prayer as well. Okay. Um, why is that? What's our arguments? Firstly, the idea and the musafa that uh, so the people who said it's not valid in obligatory prayers, they said it's because the one who is leading the you, you can't have a child lead the prayer, and if a child can't lead the prayer, then how can they stand in the prayer line? If a child can't have the right as the imam, then what is their status in the prayer line? It's like they're not even there. That's their argument. Okay. Um, and Sheikh Uthameen says, we reject the argument straight out because the Imam is like, yani, there and a person in the prayer line is, yani, you know, what are you talking about? A, the, a child, yani, an Imam is someone who has to have knowledge, leadership skills, got to know what to do, X, Y, Z. Yani, and the one who's praying in the line is just any old pack, you're just sitting there, sta standing there in the line. You can't compare the two. So even if we accept that a child can't lead the prayer, okay, what has that got to do with them standing in the line? Which I think is a great uh, 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 point. All right. He goes this analogy of making analogy and saying that, well, if they can't lead the prayer, then they can't stand in the line. He goes, this analogy is invalid because when you want to make an analogy, you've got to have an, an equivalence on both sides. The thing that you're making analogy from to the thing that you're making analogy to. يعني when you want to make a valid analogous claim, when you want to do an, when you want to practice qiyas, when you want to do an analogy, then the thing that you are doing it from and the thing you're doing it to have got to share the same reasoning, the same wisdom behind it. Because the one who's leading the prayer, he's not allowed to lead the prayer because you've got to be an imam, you've got to be a leader, you've got to have wisdom, you've got to have bravery, you've got to have fiqh. Whereas يعني, in the prayer line, you've got to have none of these. End of story. Al-Qiyas Ma'al-Fariq. Well done. This is a Qiyas Ma'al-Fariq. This is an analogy which is basically invalid. Second argument. Um, uh, 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 against these people who said that it's only in, allowed in the nafal and not in the fard, we say that you're going directly against the text. We're saying that you're going ag against the text because as we just said in the hadith of Anas, uh, the Prophet ﷺ prayed and behind uh, the line, by behind the Prophet ﷺ, Anas was standing in the line with a child. And if they say, we also accept that hadith, but it happened in the nafal prayer, we said, as we've said many times, that anything which is established in the Nafil prayer is the same rule for the Fard prayer unless there is an opposing argument, unless there is another evidence that suggests that that's not the case. And here we can't see another evidence. So therefore, what applies in the Nafil applies in the Fard. Illa bidilil. Except there's an evidence, there is no evidence. The third argument, the third argument, and al asl al says, and he goes, actually, the third argument, Shaykh al says, uh, uh, we've refuted everything just on logic, but now if we're going to get really serious, they, their whole point is, is that a child can't lead the prayer. And if a child can't lead the prayer, then, if a child can't lead the prayer, then they can't stand alone in the prayer line with another person. And we don't even accept the argument as a premise in the first place because a child can lead the prayer. We covered this hadith, the hadith of Amr ibn Salama al-Jarmi radiallahu ta'ala anhu and he was six or seven years old as narrated in Sahih al-Bukhari and he led his people in the prayer. وَعَلَى هَذَا Therefore, based upon this, so the, the strongest position في هذه المسألة أَنَّ مَنْ وَقَفَ مَعَهُ صَبِيٌّ فَلَيْسَ فَذَّنْ لَا فِي الْفَرِيدَ وَلَا فِي النَّفْلِ وَصَلَاةٌ صَحِيحًا Basically, we can say that if a person prays behind a uh, line with a child with them, whether it's a nafil prayer or fard prayer, then their prayer is absolutely valid. They haven't done anything wrong. They're not standing alone in the line. There's two of them there. It's real. And uh, Allah knows best. Their prayers are valid. And that's enough for today. Now, one thing that I want to uh, 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 add is, and inshallah, the next lesson, inshallah, is going to be in Chido, folks. Okay? Going to be in Chido. Um... One thing I want to say is that this has applications, right? Like I said, in the Jama'ah, in the mosque. And we spoke about this last week, so I'm not going to repeat it again. But we've got to have our children with us next to us. And, you know, this argument is damaging to that because it makes out that the children can't be there. 
and that it's not valid and all the rest of it. You know, that they're, they're not in the prayer line. And you'll see that, you know, the child will be in between the adults and they'll push them back, you know, push them back. Not because they're making noise, but because they're saying that this is a gap. So the child is in the gap, but they're saying it's a gap because the child being there is not like that. Now that, we accept that as a, as a concept. We just don't think that it's valid applied to this child. Now, because as we said, it's valid for a child. Right? But if it was a kafir, for example, if it was a woman, for example, there's a point there, right? Anyway, um, the problem here, of course, is that you do have that child and then the child wanders off, which is why I said I do not allow these, this scenario where continuously and consistently people are bringing their three-year-old, five-year-olds. This is a disaster. They bring their child next to them and child are not going to stand in the prayer line. Yeah? And they like when they're at home, they pray and they chill and they lie down in sajda for half the prayer and then they walk off and come back and they eat. And that's okay at home, bro. In the masjid, yeah? and they've taken a place and then they walk off and they've got a gap in the line. This is completely unacceptable. This is completely unacceptable. And parents have got to stop bringing their flipping kids to the mosque. And I've told that again, this is another evidence for it. Okay. All right. I did mean that the person leaning was start standing in a row behind with their buddy to not disturb the others. Very good point, Amal. Yeah, they, they try not to disturb other people. So now you know that they shouldn't stand alone separately. All right? Unless they are standing alone separately. I mean, that's another alternative. Yeah? And for the, for the uh, 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 non-Muslim to be told, you just pray by yourself there. Now, obviously, I get it that people will say that's very rude and it doesn't make them feel welcoming. And we just got to understand that, listen, welcoming is not based upon praying in the line of other people, right? It's welcoming is based upon how you portray that and how you explain it to a person, how you make them feel welcome. You know what I mean? But if you really don't like the idea, then just get another one of your buddies and say, listen, I need you to help me out here. I need the three of us to stand in the line so that we've got a proper line here. That's it. It's no biggie. With the COVID rules, gaps, how does this principle work? Was it all down to being essential? Correct, yeah. It was because of necessity we allowed the prayer. And in the Jum'ah prayer, we have so many little girls standing in line with the adults at a local mosque, school children join the prayer. Absolutely, but again, that's not our point here. We are not speaking about lots of people. We are speaking about singular people standing with one of these categories of people, a kafir, a woman, a person who's got no wudu, a child, according to the humble school. We've obviously rejected a lot of them with the caveats, as we just mentioned in this lesson. And you're standing with them intentionally as just two people in a line by yourself whilst not fulfilling the line at the front. So this is a very rare scenario, by the way. And I don't want people to lose sight of that. Ignore all of this if the line in front is full. It doesn't matter who you stand with if the line is full. Whether you're standing alone or you're standing with a jinn, it doesn't matter. You're okay, right? If there's an invisible man next to you or a whole line of kufar, it doesn't matter. You're fine. So you've got to keep up with the with the, what, the, the, the subject we're talking about. All right, last question. If the woman is the only woman praying in congregation, but there are many men who are praying in congregation, would the woman's prayer be valid? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, in my opinion, the woman's prayer is valid even if she's praying alone, all right, and the imams alone. Imam, I remember we spoke about this. I said that there are many imams, they ain't got a clue, right? They don't know, right? They, 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 they might hear a voice or a little rustle or a hustle, a rustle in the, in the women's section. I, I mean, I've, I've seen that happen before, right? So I've gone into the women's section and I hear the rustle and I say, right, I'm about to make the, the jama'ah if you want to join. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Shadu Allah, Allah Shadu Allah, all right, Allahu Akbar. You know, they can't hear, see, and they can't see, but at least they can hear me, right? Now, at what point do I know that there's five women there, one woman there, what do I, I don't know, right? This is the Musalla situation. I have no problem with a woman being alone in that scenario. I said last scenario, last question, but we'll take Marina because Marina is Marina. And Marina, yeah, as she said very eloquently, about a couple of hours ago, as I said, is not yani, someone who lacks social confidence and will decide to make friends with the people she wants to and won't get involved in other people and will always respect those that don't come forward. That's Marina. Common scenario in the women's section, stand in line, then halfway through the prayer, you realize the women next to you all get up and leave because they weren't following the imam. To close the gaps would take more than a few steps. Yeah, so this is the same in Umrah and Hajj as well because you know how terrible the lines are. You do it for one or two, until you, uh, you know, your best attempt, and then you give up, that's it. You know, because you're not meant to spend the whole prayer doing lots of walking, there's that. But a couple of movements and a couple of steps to try to, you know, control the situation, contain it as best as possible is okay. But after that, then that's it. All right, that's it. So again, folks, a reminder, Aqsa, tell your friends and family and whatever, open for two more weeks, and I want to take as many people as possible because I will tell you two things. Number one, 
I don't know whether I can do more than one, possibly two of these groups a year. I'm getting less time and I'm going to have to come back to Egypt for periods uh, that are uh, whatever. So if things are changing, whatever. And so therefore, when I'm going less times, I need to maximize the opportunity with people more because I found that the Aqsa groups are the absolute best, right? So take the opportunity. The second reason I want you to know that I can tell you that next Aqsa trip is so significantly more expensive than this one that it's going to make your eyes water. In fact, everything. Hotel prices have across the board doubled. I'm reminding you that. I'm reminding you that. All right, number one, that's Aqsa. Hajjwithaid.com slash Aqsa. Second is Dominion on Saturday. Not this Saturday, Saturday after 25th in University of Bradford. Come out. If you're not going to come out because you've been or you took it online, then you make sure you tell all the folks in the Yorkshire and in that kind of Leeds and Bradford and whatever that you've got their friend family to come out and have a really nice, fun evening whilst getting blessed by the Quran and the angels, etc. Al-Maghrib.org slash Dominion. Third is the weekend after that. Sa'ad Taslim is here in Manchester teaching a class which is a very important one on everything to do with the shaitan. You will know that I wrote about some of his uh, uh, principles and uh, so on. Uh, he is someone that needs to be studied properly and it's a very popular class that's going to be held in Manchester and you've seen uh, the link there there it goes Saima um, who, who I'm hopefully seeing you soon Saima in a couple of weeks uh, there's the um, uh, uh, link there for Manchester for all folks who are around as well um, Dominion was online yeah it was online what that it was and then the final one is tomorrow. Keep your eyes open, inshallah. Fiqh Salah officially launches. And I want all of you to make that an individual mission. Because, you know, truth be told, we don't want people all to be on LP. This can put a lot of people off. You've got to be in it to win it, really. You've got to really, you know, accept, you know, my madness, which is very yani, irritating. Believe me, I know. I don't know if I could watch myself every week like this and, you know, not, you know, laughing, joking and 11 years and God knows what. And it's a commitment and you know we're probably going to be on salah for another five ten years he's so slow so if you want the whole salah experience all done dusted blah 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 then this is something that we should yani, see as an obligation i want you to reach out this has got to be in our opinion and our belief this is the breakthrough class that goes outside of the al-maghrib family this has got to go to the masses right and You've just got to get everybody involved. So keep your eyes on all of the socials and the emails and this and that, whatever, and spread it like wildfire. You guys know all of your WhatsApp, Bakwas and messages and telegrams and whatever. The Fiqh Salah has to become the biggest thing that Al-Maghrib ever did because it's the biggest thing I ever did. And I can't think of anything more important of correcting and getting people yani, closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Salah. So that's a major uh, objective, folks. All right? Major uh, objective. By the way, Shazad Salim is a proper teacher, by the way. Professor he is. You know that he teaches now all. He does more teaching than yani, uh, working in the people's mouths. Can you believe that? And the, 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 the thingy class is, uh, Zakat class will be there last weekend before Ramadan. I don't know what one that is, okay? But, but it's in basically three, four weeks' time. All right, guys. Barakallahu feek. Jazakumullah khair. It was a pleasure seeing you from Egypt, inshallah, this is the last one, and the next one is back to, uh, um, is back to Chidal, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, wa jazakumullahu kulla khair, wa subhanakallahum, wa bihamdika, shadu an la ilaha illa antu astaghfiruka allahum, wa atubu ilayk, wa salamu alaykum, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu, wa iyaakum, mubaraka fikum, hayyakumullah.